choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give somebody a high five. Tell them I'm glad you're here. Tell them it's good to be with me. Amen. Amen. You know, they did a, they did a national governmental study. Use some of our money. Did a study. They found out that, that one out of every three Americans is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Look to the person at your left. Look over at the right. It ain't either one of them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We've been talking. <laughs> we've been, uh, boy. We've been talking about forces that form your future. Just want to jump in it. Galatians chapter 4. Formally, you didn't know God. You were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now. Everybody say, but now. Something's different. Now that you know God. Now that you know, or rather are known by God. But why is it? How is it that we keep turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Why do we keep going back to the things that were shaping our future before we knew God? Because it's easy. It's comfortable. You know, it's easy to wander off the trail, to just miss the mark just a little bit. You know, and all have sinned. Come on, you, you know, there, Romans 8, it says, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You're in Christ. Look, you, you make mistakes. That, that's just going to happen. You, you, you're going to wander off the trail. But the grace of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, he's lovingly trying to nudge you back on track. You know, we've we got to realize that uh, uh, if you read on in Galatians, it says, you know, I'm praying for you, and, and, and I, I'm working at this thing hard until Christ be formed in you. Christ is being formed in you. I said Christ is being formed in you. God is doing a work in you. And we know that he who has begun a good work in you, he's going to continue to perform it. You're going to continue to grow. You're going to continue to get stronger. Next year, things that cause you to stumble this year, you'll cruise right over. You are on your way to victorious overcoming. But you gotta, you gotta just remember, okay, something's being formed in me, and I don't go back to the old ways. No matter, you know, the future that God has for me is big. God has a big future, a big plan. Think big, believe big, get a bigger vision. Increase your, you know, your, your faith level. Just, I'm believing God for big things, massive things. We in the right church? I might need to run outside and check the door. I was kind of sleepy when I came in here. We're believing God for big things. I said, we're believing God for big things. We're, we're, we're going to shake this city and turn it right side up for Jesus. Amen. I know there's other churches in town. They're doing great work. But we've been called for a specific thing. We're going to find people who are far from God and walk with them until they're close to God. We're going to equip them to live a life of victory with and for God. We're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. And every day when we get out of bed, we are going to humiliate hell. Believe in God for big things. So you might have some big excuses. That's the wrong big. You, you, you want to get away from the excuses. Those are forces that are forming your future without God. But now that you've got God, you've got to get over it. You know what? It doesn't make any difference how big the hurt was, how big the disappointment was, how big the letdown was. You're going to have to place a period there, get your big boy pants on, and move on into the future that God has for you. I know they were wrong. I know they shouldn't have said that. They, that should have never happened. It did. You can't alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar. So get down there, give it to Jesus, and leave it and move away. And let's go on to the big thing that God's called us to do. 
I think a lot of times we forget that God's putting people in our lives with a purpose, with a plan. God has a plan. And he, the Bible says that he adds to the church as pleases him. Not as pleases you or me, but as pleases him. So God puts crazy people right here in the church. You know, and don't look around right now. They're right next to you. And, and the deal is, is that God's working on them because they're part of your future. Now, if God's got a plan and these people are part of your future, then the enemy has a strategy to knock you out of God's plan. Come on, it only makes sense that if God's got a plan for your future, the enemy has a strategy to knock you out of your future. And the strategy is to bring up stupid stuff from that crazy person so that you'll separate from them because they're part of your future. And if you separate, then all of a sudden your future is altered and it's not the future that God planned for you. So you, you've got to get over it. Isaiah 43, I think it's verse 18. Uh, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I shall do a new thing. It's going to spring forth right now. Shall you not know it? God's saying, you know, I want to do something new. So you're going to have to get over that old stuff. Because right now you're letting the past interrupt your present. And it's sabotaging your future. But God says, i got a future that's bigger than your past. So in your present, you better be looking ahead instead of looking back. Philippians. Did I give you a Philippians scripture? Uh, Philippians, it says, I don't consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Everybody say, one thing I do. Say it again. One thing I do. Put it this way. I do one thing. Okay? Here's the deal. A lot of us are doing so many things that we get confused. We get side, uh, you know, show distractions, and, we, and, and we're, we're involved in so much stuff that we forget the one thing we're doing. The one thing we're doing, forgetting the past, moving to the future. You get, you get born again, you get in church, and oftentimes, you know, we, we, we make church about right versus wrong. You know, we got rules and regulations, and we got hoops to jump through, and if it, if it looks too easy, we just set the hoops on fire because it shouldn't be that easy. And, and we're going through all this stuff. It's not really right versus wrong. Biblically, it's old versus new. You take off the old, and you put on the new. You take off the old conversation and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new man, which is in Christ. It's, it's not old versus, or it's not wrong and right. It's old and new. I, I, I'm a new man. I, I, I have a new future. I have a new, God's got a new plan. I need a new thing. I, I'm going to have a new marriage. I'm going to have a new financial breakthrough. I'm going to have a new physical condition. I, I'm going for something new. And let God pull you by his word into the future that he's planned for you. Amen? Here's the deal. We've got this huge future, and we have an enemy who's trying to distract us. And there are forces that are forming our future. And we, we just got to realize, okay, no more excuses. No more hurts. And it's not all about me. I can't be thinking small. i got to live big. Another force that I want to talk about for a couple of minutes today, I call it the force of frequency. Okay, just think about think about your your, your radio. Remember back in the day in, in the car when, when we had to push button radios? Those were cool. You, you you can you can have one put in your car today. It's like a retro one. Go down to the, the you know the shop. It's only about eight hundred bucks, and and, and you, you and it doesn't work very good. Just like the old days, it's really cool. And uh, you push the buttons, and, and the thing slides down, and it locks on. You know, and. and uh, uh, and you, 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 you program the buttons so that when you push them, it goes to the channels you like. Different frequencies. 
different frequencies. You got a, you got a frequency of your life, the frequency of your life. You, you, you set it, you determine it, you decide what it's going to be. Listen, listen to the revelation that David had in Psalms, and we're going to read some of these real kind of quick. Psalm 66, make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands, sing forth the honor of his name, make his praise glorious. Look at verse 1, make a joyful noise unto God. Look at Psalms 81.1, sing aloud unto God our strength, make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Psalms 95, oh come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is great and a great king above all gods. Psalms 98 verse 4, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. If you thought the music was too loud today, sorry, we're making a loud noise. Look at Psalms 100. Starting at verse 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Hey, try that. Serve the Lord with gladness. Look at verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. David had a revelation. My life is making noise. So it ought to be joyful. You've got to ask yourself, what kind of noise does your life make? What's the sound coming out? What frequency are you on? If you you set, you know, the radio and you push the button to 93.3, what are you going to listen to? What? Caleb. Some of you guys probably aren't familiar with that Christian station. What happens, Dave, if it's raining and you push 93.3? What do you listen to then? Oh, Caleb. What, what if, Todd, what if it's snowing? On a snowy, wintry day and you push 93.3, what, what do you listen to? Okay. On a hot summer day, Keith, if you push 93.3, what are you listening to? Caleb. It doesn't make any difference. And that's why they call it frequency. Because it's incredibly frequent. That's the word. That's what it means. It, it's just, it ain't changing. And that's how you and I are supposed to be. We're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to lock in and not be moved. That's, that's, that's how our faith. Hebrews 10, 35. Don't throw away your confidence which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. You have need of patience. I know we all think we need something else. We, we need a new bike. Or, or, yeah, see? Or, or, or we need a new car, or a new house, or a new spouse, or a, or a new life, a new job. No, you need patience. The word patience means the ability to remain the same from the beginning to the end. The ability to remain the same. The ability, the ability to just stand your ground. You know, you're praying and you're asking God for stuff, you know, to fix stuff that you, you spent 20 years creating chaos. And you want God to fix it in like 20 minutes. And if he doesn't do it, then, well, I guess it doesn't work. And you wander off. You, no, remain the same. Hang in there. Look at your neighbor and say, hang in there. You can't, you can't be flipping all over the place. You know, but some of us are too easy. Somebody comes along and, and the sound of their life is all negative and, and they, or, or they start pushing our buttons. And some of you guys, you know, you've got to realize that your button's really big. It's the size of yourself. 
and it's an easy target, and they push that button, and you go back down to, you know, the Betty Bitter Pants is singing her favorite tunes all day long. No interruptions. You get back over here, get the sound of your life joyful, and reprogram that button. Renew the spirit of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change the button. Get rid of it. Recognize it. Well, you know, I'm, I've been praying. No, go to work. Add some action to that prayer now. And, and, and do, I mean, do it because your life, your life is projecting a sound, man. It's coming out of you. It's coming out of you. You don't have to hang around with you very long. We know what station you are. Huh? There's a sound. You, you know, and you get with different people and different sounds. When I get up next to Shelby, I got this microphone and it turns into special. This, this microphone is special. And, and it picks up special frequencies. It, it, we, we can dial this one in. And when it, uh, the sound that comes out of my life, when I get next to my wife, when I get next to Shelby, listen. It's coming. Always and forever. Yeah. Mm. Each moment with you <sighs> is just like a dream to me. Yes, it is. That somehow came mm. true. Your life makes a sound. When I get next to Shelby, this is what comes out of her. out of Shelby. My mother has a sound. When I put this on my mama, listen. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? That's my mama. Keith. Keith has a song. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan. It's, it's always coming out of me. Oh, Lene's got a song. Christ, Todd had a song. This this is before. That was before Christ. 
Here's the deal. If you keep going back to those weak and miserable forces, it's born to lose. But something, but now, but now. out as we go. He knows every one of them. Shell. Kelly. She threw her hands up in the air. She rides with Todd Locke. You got a sound. It's coming out of your life. Stephen. Let me turn it up. I'll just point it at you. She just fell. I like big no, 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 never mind. That might be picking up on somebody else. I don't know. That don't seem right. <laughs> Linda Bronze. Oh. <laughs> Jump to Scott. Scott Johnson. <laughs> Boom. She thinks my tractor sexy. Whoa! It really turns her on. She's always staring at me. Look at John 15. We need Bible. <laughs> I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Why? So it can bring more fruit. You are already clean because of the word. That means you've already, you're being pruned by the word of God. When you're taking the word of God in your life, he's pruning you by the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you desire, it'll be done for you. You know, in the, in the Greek, that's so strong. It says that if you abide in me and my word abides in you and you ask for something that doesn't exist, I'll create it for you. Shut up. That's, that's heavy-duty stuff. Look at this. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you'll be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. You know, from verse 4 to about verse 10, there's eight or nine times the word abide used. You know what it means? It means to take up resi residency. It's like to drive the tent stakes in, to not be moved, to just hang there until, uh, until you reach the end. It's frequency. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you are going to ask for things that don't exist. Well, I tried it and, and, you know, and it didn't work. No, sometimes we, when we're asking for stupid stuff, it's, we're not abiding in the word. We're abiding in the flesh. But if you could just be led by the Spirit of God, get the Word of God to direct your steps, God said, it, it doesn't make any difference if, because all of a sudden you're going to be in agreement with me. 
You're going to be changed from the inside out. You're going to have what it takes to sustain the storm. See, here's the deal. In, in the vineyard, they'll find grapes that are just, I mean, the absolute most perfect grape. And that grape is, is juicy and it's plump. Look at your neighbor saying, you're a plump grape. You know, the alternative is to be a raisin. You know, in the kingdom, we're all longing to be a grape, not a raisin, right? Old, dry, chewy. You know, your future is two scoops in raisin bran. You know, I mean, that's it. But as a grape, you know, as a grape, someday you're going to be made into wine. You're going to be at the master's table. It's going to be awesome. But, but the deal is, is that some of these grapes that are just so valuable and so sought after, the problem is, is that in order for them to grow, you have to maintain the environment with strict regulation. They can't grow outside in the real world. They have to be grown in a greenhouse environment. And some of us, we live that way. As long as everything's perfect, we're okay. But if the sun gets too hot or the wind gets too hard or, 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 or the rain is too wet, we don't produce. So what they do is they take that perfect grape and they graft it to a root that can withstand anything. See, if you will receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. James said, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. If you would get grafted to the, to the root, you could handle anything. But on your own, you, you don't have what it takes to produce in the real world. In the real world, there's tribulation. In the real world, there's trial. In the real world, there's, there's heat and there's wind and there's rain and there's storms. But in Christ, here's why the enemy wants you to disconnect. Because you can't produce. Out, without him, he said, without me, you can do nothing. You, you ain't got what it takes on your own to reach the goal that God's prepared for your life. On your own. People keep pushing your buttons. Your song keeps changing. The tune of your life, the sound of your life, it goes from joyful to, oh, my God. It goes from happy to, you won't believe this. Instead of getting better, you just get bitter. You just go through life hurt and wounded. And see, the world, when they're looking for fruit, where are they looking? They're not looking at the root. They're looking at the branch. They're looking at you. They're looking at me. They, they expect, when they look at us, they expect to find fruit. Much fruit. They, they, they believe that they should be able to get up alongside our life and find refreshment. They believe that if they take our life and, and use it correctly, if the process works right, our life literally becomes intoxicating. We make a difference in the lives of others. On your own. Raisin bran. God wants you to lock into a frequency. Frequency of faith. Where you say, you know what? I'm not changing my mind. I've got the word of God. I know what he said. I am who he says I am. And I'm not backing down. I have what he says I have. You'll never convince me I don't. I choose to do what he tells me I can do. He would have said to do it if he hadn't equipped me to succeed at doing it. Those people who shout it can't be done ought not interrupt the people who are doing it. I'm going to live my life. You know, 
think it's in Joshua where it says, if it seems evil to you to serve God, let's put it this way. If it seems evil to you to listen to K-W-O-R-D, then you go ahead and listen to, what's a rock station? Huh? See, he knows. Pick your, pick your station. Pick one. But as for me and my house, we're locking on to God. The frequency of our life is going to be in agreement with the Word of God. Not changing. Not backing down. Not going to try to be popular. I'm not, I'm not responsible to sell commercial time. I'm just responsible to transmit His message. To produce fruit. Much fruit. I just need to abide. I got to stay connected, not disconnected, and to make certain that somebody hasn't slipped up alongside of me and pushed one of my buttons. And now the sound of my life isn't the sound that God wants coming out of me. Amen. I want you to close your book, bow your head, and I want to pray for you. Father, today, we need your help. Because quite often in our life, the sound that we're transmitting doesn't really quite sound like you. Father, I pray that you would open the eyes of our understanding, that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding, that we might see and know and understand and recognize the hope of our calling, that we would lock on to your frequency, that we would, that we would refuse to change stations in the middle of the journey. Father, each of us, we have issues in our life. There's places where it's an easy button. Help us to renew the spirit of our mind. Help us grow. Lord, we want Christ to be formed in us. So, Lord, take liberty. We surrender. Take our lives and continue to shape us and mold us. We thank you that you have begun a good work and you're going to continue it. You're, you have not given up on us. You haven't left. And Father, we choose to serve you. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to ask a question. In just a minute, we're all going to pray a prayer. But if you're here today and you're separated from God life, you don't have a relevant relationship with a living God. You don't really know God. You know about God, but you don't know God. Today, I want you to uh, just receive this invitation to let God come into your life. I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you. We won't call you out or make you stand. But if you're here today... And you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, I want God in my life. I want, I want to go after the future that God has planned for me. I want to make this prayer my prayer. While no one's looking around, just real quick, hold your hand up. Say, that's me. This is going to be my prayer today. This is going to be my prayer today. I'm making it mine right here and right now. It's awesome. Just lift your hand up real quick. We're going to pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I want everybody in this room pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. I choose to live for you. Give me strength. Give me vision. Give me hope. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? Let's give the Lord one more big hand. Thank him. Come on, somebody. Let the